Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, healthcare researchers, this is global, talking about the effects of high temperatures on mental health. And not just by putting you in a bad mood, no, more serious, much more serious than that. Um, basically, it's a culmination of 10 different studies from a number of countries all around the world talking about a number of different factors. Um, extreme heat and humidity linked to heightened symptoms in people with depression. Generalized anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, a study out of the UK that linked high heat to higher suicide rates. One in Australia that said for every degree increase in the monthly average temperature, mental health related deaths increased by 2.2%. So there's a lot of evidence and a lot of science around the fact that they're very closely linked and they have a dramatic impact on each other. So to find out more about this, we're going to chat with Katie Hayes, who is a senior policy analyst with Health Canada. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful to be here. Now, I'm sure some of the things that we're talking about, all of the things probably that we're talking about, are, are really no surprise to you. I mean, you've been part of Made in Canada reports on this very subject, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, we released in February of 2022, we released uh, Canada in a Changing Climate, uh, the National Climate Change and Health Assessment. And for the first time, we had a dedicated chapter on the impacts of climate change to mental health and well-being. And what what are we finding in our country? What kinds of um, reports? Is it the same things that I mentioned earlier with, um, you know, more depression, more suicide, all these sorts of things? What are we finding in Canada? Yeah, well, in particular with extreme heat events, um, you've nailed it just in terms of the evidence you synthesized, basically seeing increased in depression, um, increased rates of suicide, also um, general anxiety disorder, um, cognitive impairment, and increase in violence and suicide. Um, the other important thing to think about when we're talking about extreme heat is that those who are at greater risk are those who are already experiencing poor health outcomes, whether that's physical or mental health outcomes. So that's one of the big things that we also highlight is who's at greater risk. And we know that those who are at greater risk are already experiencing health inequities, including those with pre-existing conditions and are elderly. Um, the chapter also looks at things beyond extreme heat. It looks at wildfires. It looks at flooding events. It looks at hurricanes, which are less prevalent here in Canada, yeah. but they still exist. Um, and all of the mental health outcomes that can occur with that. But we also focus on what people can do about it. How do we adapt to a change in climate and protect our well-being? Is there a physiological reason? Have we determined why? I mean, why the two go hand in hand in certain terms of, you know, increased humidity and heat, for example, causing increases in depression? Is there a physiological reason? Um, there's a number of reasons. So it's physiological, and I'm not a physician, so I can't speak to the exact physiology, yeah. but there are physiological components. But there are also behavioral and environmental components as well. And some of the behavioral things to consider is that you know, people who have severe mental illness, um, they may not be able to access or may not be as aware of adaptive behaviors like taking more water in, increasing their fluid intake, 
or, you know, protecting oneself um, in the heat or, you know, wearing appropriate clothing during a heat wave, for example. So there are also the behavioral components that we need to consider as well. Um, and as well, the type of care that people are receiving, you know, maybe they are... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Isolated and don't have access to neighbors or friends or, or communities that are looking out for them. So that social component as well as important to keep into context that could, you know, exacerbate people's mental ill health outcomes during these heat waves. One of the things I found uh, is the fact that one of the most common, probably the most common form of medication that we take to treat mm-hmm. mental illness and depression, SSRIs, actually, the heat has an impact on how effective they are, right? Exactly. So you've hit the nail on the head, and we described this too in, in the chapter that I mentioned on mental health and the uh, health of, and well-being of Canadians, is really that medication storage. So the medication that people take for psychosis, for example, um, it can affect people's ability to regulate their body temperature, right. so to thermoregulate. And also, if that medication isn't stored properly, that can have an effect as well on its effectiveness for the person who's dealing with the condition. So, you know, Medication storage is a a key component, and the types of medication that people are taking can interact with the heat as well. Is that like, I know you get all kinds of different um, messages when you get any medication, the whole list of possible side effects and all the rest. Is that included in in, in what physicians and pharmacists are giving patients who get SSRIs? Are you told, hey, if it gets really hot, you might need to do things differently? Um, That's out of my scope, uh, uh, my wheelhouse. I do believe so, and that it is on there. I know that there has been communication um, in the U.S. and in Canada where there is communication about the types of conditions that can interact and affect the medication's ability. So, uh, again, outside my wheelhouse of what is actually being done, but agreed that it is something that is part of, you know, the the list of recommendations about how to properly store and take the medication during um, periods of heat. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so what do we do? I mean, what's what's the solution here? I, like with so many things around this topic, I guess it's about adaptation, right? It's it's sort of what can we do to minimize the impacts? Exactly, exactly. And it's really what are the solutions, right, at, at many different levels. So at the individual level, one of the biggest things that a person can do is know your neighbor and have a social network. And, and that can be challenging for people with mental illness, right? So making sure that there's communities of care, um, particularly during heat waves, checking in on people who you know who may have mental health conditions or who are at greater risk of experiencing this heat exposure and the poor mental health outcomes that occur with it. So checking in on people, making sure that they have access to to um, cooling environments and or that they're aware of the impending heat wave or the heat alerts and the type of resources and responses that they can take. And so that's one key important piece. Um, but of course, for anyone who's experiencing distress or you know heightened anxiety or mood and behavioral disorders, accessing mental health care, um, one of the key things that has come out of the pandemic that the, the Canadian government has put forward is the Wellness Together platform, which is freely accessible and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mental health care online and by, via phone. 
So knowing that you can reach out to, to speak to a mental health care professional when you're experiencing these types of outcomes. So there are many solutions that need to be, um, you know, put into the foray um, at the individual level and at the community level and at government levels as well um, to really support people through all of this. It's a really interesting subject. I, I appreciate you coming on and explaining it to us a bit, Katie. Thanks so much.